Profess Error, the podcast where we celebrate life in academia through the failures we've experienced, not to celebrate the ways in which we fell down, but the ways in which we've gotten back up. In this episode, Brian and I talk about some of the challenges that can exist with networking at an academic conference. We talk about some of the situations that can emerge that can be even awkward at times. Some of the times uh, we've fallen a bit on our face and some of the strategies we implement to hopefully have better networking experiences. Hopefully enjoy it. Welcome to Profit's Error. We are uh, talking today about our topic of conferences, but getting into kind of a, a more fun direction of this related to sort of the social, professional, or networking uh, interactions that we've got. I am joined, as always, by Professor Brian Franz. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's good to be back doing these again. I feel like we've been, yeah, it's been off a minute. for like a month or something. I know. I don't know. This year's almost over. I can't even believe it. Time always flies, but this did feel like a faster semester than it had been in the remote everything. So yeah, this seems to have gone by really quickly this semester. Yeah, it's surprising. Well, we're starting in that spirit of going back to in-person for classes. We're starting to get to in-person for conferences. We've talked in the past about uh, things you might want to consider when you're presenting and, and kind of what to expect at a conference. Today, we want to have maybe a little more fun talking about the more social chess of a conference, uh, which is to say the interactions with others. This is something I probably feel the least confident in, in least confident in, because I'm still figuring it out like all the rest of us. Um, but we want to chat about some of the things that go on in terms of interacting with others in the, the social, the networking situations. Um, you're going to a conference to meet others, collaborators, maybe future bosses, potential grad students. There's a whole lot of networking to be done and uh, definitely some just odd and maybe awkward situations that can happen if you're not uh, purposeful in it. Sure. So maybe we organize ourselves by kind of some of the scenarios that we're likely to encounter. Um, let's start kind of beginning of the day. You go to breakfast or really any of the meals, um, and you've got that that situation of, all right, I walk in the room, I've got my computer bag or whatever, and you go pick up your coffee and your Danish, and you've got to figure out where do I sit. Um, so do you have any strategies, Brian, for things that you've done or done awkwardly <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah this is i hated this yeah it's um, very strange so unless like you can either get there super early right and then there's no one there or if you more like me you get there a little bit late and there's already several tables so you have to survey the room yeah. first so i that's the first thing i usually do and here are the things that you're going to see you're going to see a table of established senior faculty who are going to be all talking and commiserating and, yep. and they're going to be in the middle of breakfast halfway through some conversation. You're going to see another table that is empty. You're going to see another table where there's like one person sitting there, usually a graduate student kind of awkwardly eating alone. And then you're going to sit and see another table where there's a bunch of people with computers open and they're all working on something, maybe their presentation that they're going to be you know, doing in, in 15 minutes or whatever. Um, and then, so you have to survey that and sort of decide where you're going to sit, who you want to engage with. Um, and I don't know when I did it at first, um, I tended to just either pick that empty table or pick that table with, with one guy who's sitting there and, and kind of try to start an awkward conversation with them. Yeah. Um, I was always very intimidated by the table of senior faculty who were already in a conversation. I never wanted to interrupt them as if they were solving like all of the <laughs> problems at breakfast. I didn't want to interrupt whatever, amazing thoughts that were coming out of that table 
right? I mean, I, I, is that similar to what <laughs> how you would approach it? Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. It has – so this is a little bit stupid to say, but I feel there's also truth. It has kind of – we talked about this earlier, the, the vibe of like – sixth grade lunch right and they and your schools are coming and you don't know everyone in the in the lunchroom and you got to figure out are these friends are these not which by the way so much of this whole awkwardness is internal right other people don't see you as being awkward because you're walking over with a coffee and a danish they're just like yeah he's having breakfast that's what people do at breakfast but to you it, it can be a very strange situation especially if you're not naturally an extrovert and i feel like it can be awkward I frequently also avoid the tables that seem to have an ongoing conversation. Um, I will often target tables that have a person there. Um, I will also, if I know someone, I'll often target a table with at least one person I know. Mm -hmm. But I also try to avoid tables that's everyone I know because that's also Mm -hmm. sort of a waste of my time to go to a conference and just be with, you know, my colleagues that I already know. So typically what I'll do is I'll just kind of open the topic before I sit down and be like, hey, is anyone sitting here? May May I join you? And no one's going to say no, right? But they but they may give you a sense of their response of, um, yeah, of course, we do have a team meeting coming here for a research project in a little bit, you know, which kind of gives you an opportunity to say, oh, no problem. I'll, I'll let you guys be. You can you can do your thing. I won't encroach yeah. on your, your group. Um, or you'll, you'll just get kind of a vibe from the person of, uh, yeah, you can you can sit there and I'd like to talk with you or a very abrupt. No, you can sit there. You know, with with that with that beat of I have well, then you know, I'm, okay, we're right. not going to have a very stimulating conversation here. I'll just eat my Danish, right. <laughs> yeah, or just break open the computer and start yeah. to do emails or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's very kind of strange. I think at, at yeah. times there, um, yeah. I mean, I, I've um, I mean, usually nowadays, so now I approach it like a, a little bit differently. Um, you know, I, I would. I don't mind talking to people at other tables. So if, if I see that table of, of people in a conversation, I know someone there, like I don't mind passing by that table and, and saying hello, right? Mm-hmm. Just letting them know, hey, I'm here. Good to see you again. You know, again, they're not having a probably a, a very pressing conversation there, but, um, you know, just stopping by and say hello is just kind of the networking thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just to say, hey, I'm here. I see you. You know, if you want to catch up later, let me know kind of thing and then you know go onto a table i won't you know force myself into their conversation but you know for the one or two people that i may know at that table i'll definitely you know say hello to on my on my way passing i'm not going to waste a lot of their time by lingering sure but just in passing i'll I'll say hello i mean same thing with anyone that i I would see at the table but but nowadays i'm just i just don't even care anymore (laughs) i mean i've gotten to the point where it's like I'll just sit wherever and start a conversation with whoever's sitting at the table. And if, if they want to talk to me, great. If they don't, whatever. Um, you know, I, I just, you get through the awkwardness. Cause again, as you said, it's all in your head. Yeah. No one it's else. It's really all knows. really in your head. Um, and no one else is thinking that, or they're all having the same awkward thoughts. Um, and it's, it, there's really nothing to it. Yeah. Like, you're there to eat breakfast, eat breakfast, network. Did you ever have one of those, though, where you get to the table? And is anyone sitting here? No, no, have a seat. Come on in. right? Or something welcoming, which gives you the cue, okay, this is yeah. a good spot to go. And then after you sit down, it's sort of a conversation where two people are talking about something internal, and, and you're never brought into that conversation. Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. very uncomfortable, too, because you like I sometimes will try to be like, um, are you guys referring to you know the challenges with funding or, or getting this paper or whatever and kind of give them an offer of if you'd like I'll engage with you um, but sometimes I've had situations where it's just like once you're there it, it's 
clear that you're, you're not part of this conversation. I try, and maybe not always successfully, but I try when I'm at, in an existing conversation and someone joins to welcome them, but then give them the, we're just chatting about, you know, the challenges that can occur with this or something that's like an invitation to come join us in what we're talking about. It's a weird thing when that doesn't happen because I, yeah. I, at least for me, I've kind of felt like, yeah. okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm more uncomfortable now because you're having a conversation. Clearly, I'm not a part of it. I'm not being invited in or whatever. And so it's like, what do I do? Do I now just open my emails and go into my own world where you're clearly still talking at the same table? Do I try to engage? Do I like, have you ever had that one happen? That, ha- I, yes, that, that <laughs> happens a lot. Like now that you say that, like I can think of several, yeah. several times where that that's happened where, yeah, there's an existing conversation going and no attempt to sort of draw you into it. But any attempt that you do make is kind of like, it's always a third wheel kind of, yeah. it's never quite fitting exactly with what they're saying. So your contributions are fairly minimal. But do you feel like there's all there? I like, I think there's also a link between the diameter of the table and the awkwardness of it. Like if it's a 10 foot diameter, that's a huge, mm-hmm. that's a big table, right? At that point, you can have multiple conversations, same table, no problem. Mm-hmm. But if it's one of those conferences where it's like, a four-person high top or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You can't like that's a that's no. Your, there's your, your nowhere to close. go. There's no one to go. There's no one to go. Right. And so yeah. <laughs> maybe this is really yeah. I don't know neurotic or something like that to be thinking yeah. these terms. But I do think there's this thing about how close am I proximity-wise to them and how easy it is or how appropriate it would be to check out of yeah. what they're doing if I'm not being so invited in. If it's so okay, so if that does happen, right? Um, if it's a four person high top, mm-hmm. there's like two or three people engaged in their own conversation. You kind of jump, come in and they're not really engaging you at all. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can contribute because this is maybe a totally different topic than the, what you're interested in. Maybe it's purely administrative and you're not into any of that. Um, I would finish my food rather quickly and then excuse myself. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's what I would do. I probably would do the same. That's what just, I would do. I would I would go get another Danish and go find another table. Try again, because <laughs> <laughs> that one clearly didn't work out. Yeah, there was nothing for me there. But um, you don't just want to pick up your stuff and leave without finishing it. I feel like that's more awkward. Yeah, that would be strange too, right? Like you should finish what you have currently there and then take your coffee and take your tray. That gives you a reason to leave. I'm gonna go, you know, drop my plate off somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I'm laughing at this too because even the humor in this is also kind of based on that perception that this is awkward for everyone and no one else notices really. I mean, they sh- like in a way, I do think it's weird if they're having a conversation, you join them and they don't at least in some way invite you in. But maybe it really is long lost friends that it's been five years since they saw each other and we just want to name drop a whole bunch of who's who from five years ago and you, the new person, are not going to know what they're talking about. Okay, maybe. So if that's it, that, that's not that's gonna, not going to be um, a smooth situation. But I'm finding a lot of humor in this. Of it, It's just funny for you. Like, they don't know that it's as awkward for you as you know no. it's awkward for you. You'd leave and they wouldn't even know. No. they like, yeah, oh, right. where'd that guy go? I don't know. It didn't register. Like, yeah, they probably wouldn't a, even notice you leaving. No, was there a person here? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he go? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, and the meals thing, by the way, I feel like this can be... Uh, the same challenge at a lot of the meals. Like I pick breakfast because mm-hmm. it's the first one of the day, but a lot of the meals can be the same. Some of the difference though that at least in my eyes can make breakfast um, maybe more challenging is first a lunch and dinner. You're probably coming from a conference event, right? So you might already have a little cluster that you're walking mm-hmm. with, right? Someone they just presented their paper and you're saying, oh, that's really cool. I want to talk or whatever. Should we talk on the way to lunch? Mm-hmm. And now you've kind of got 
a table buddy, so to speak. Yep. So yep. if you join it, if the two of you join a table and there's already a conversation and both of you join, wonderful. And if, if yep. it's clear they're not interested in having you join, well, then you've got your chat, you know, your talking buddy yeah, there. Yeah, so you yeah. can... Um, but I just feel like that breakfast one is a, is a strange one because of, of what we're talking about, of you're probably going there alone. And so it's just a more awkward situation. And it's much less, I would say, less structured. Yeah. Like it lasts maybe an hour, but people come in, they go. It's quick. Like yeah. you come in, grab something, sit down. So it, it's, spre- it's less groups of people usually forming at different times like if you get there early you might be the only one there yeah right if you get there late there's probably going to be people finishing up and leaving so it's sort of much more spread out whereas the lunch now lunch now is the time for lunch everyone's making their way to the to the room at the same time and you're around much more people as you say you're walking with people maybe from from a previous presentation that you you can sit with breakfast is considerably more awkward yeah that's true so that's the meal. Any other uh, thoughts that you can think of for sort of the the meals, uh, do's or don'ts, or I don't know, awkwardness that you've experienced there that we should chat there? Or should we shift? I on? guess uh, the, my last my last thought with meals is, um, you know, now being a, a faculty, I, I feel like my my meal, like my formal meals, like dinners, like lunches, tend to be more reserved for. Um, colleagues, like people that I'm looking to collaborate with or people that I'm specifically trying to, you know, form form a network with. Um, so I think as a graduate student, it can be much harder to, you know, schedule a time to be with like a senior faculty that maybe you're interested in talking to during a lunch. Yeah. Just typically because I, it's just, I budget that time to talk to, you know, certain people and it's, I'm sorry, it's usually not time that I can, you know, spend talking to too many graduate students. That's my personal sort of belief there. I'm happy to do coffee. I'm happy to do breakfast. But um, typically lunches and dinners, I'm, I'm usually communicating with people who are, I'm, who are colleagues that I'm working with or looking to work with. It's funny you say that. I don't think I would echo that on myself. Like I've definitely had meals with, well, let me clarify. It's not just sort of I'm going out to say I want to network with all grad students out there, but especially if there's a grad student that I say either this individual would make for a great new incoming faculty member because they are so well-spoken and their research is innovative, blah, 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 that I'm very much interested in meeting over lunch or breakfast or whatever with those and the other thing, I'll, I'll frequently for prospective students that are, let's say, doing a master's that I say, okay, this person seems interesting. Let's have lunch. You know, like that I will absolutely yeah. um, meet with students. One thing, though, that I've generally um, appreciated in those discussions is I, I like when I'm working with a, a student similar to the collaborators you talked about over lunch. I'm kind of not listening just to what they know or what their research suggests, but how they interact and how they mm-hmm. converse and how they formulate thought. And for me, that's a lot of what I get out of those kind of social mm-hmm. networkings is I want to see if, if the topic goes into um, hobbies or something like that. I don't know much about this hobby. Tell me about that thing you do. You do rock climbing. That sounds, how does rock climbing work? Mm-hmm. And really now what I'm looking is not that I yeah. care about rock climbing per se, but I care about how this person organizes thought around structuring sure. the presentation there. So for me, I actually, I, I'm a little different, I suppose, that I still, I enjoy when I can having um, meals with students, but it's less about just pure socialization sure, for the sure. sake of socializing. And it's more sure. of that, all right, I want to see. I want to see where this how, how we chat here, how it aligns. Yeah, 
I mean, I think the distinction there is when you can. So I'm not yeah. saying that, oh, I don't like, you know, having yeah, yeah, lunch yeah. Or, or dinners with graduate students. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I love doing that. I do like talking to students that I meet at, at conferences. It just comes down to when I look at how I plan my time, Yeah. right? It's usually, I, I'm usually talking to some colleague and saying, hey, yeah, let's catch up at lunch and I'll, I'll fill you in on this project or, um, you know, let's, let's talk again and talk about that proposal that we're working on. Um, I usually set aside those kind of time times time periods in order to catch up with those folks, just because I know they're doing the same kind of networking stuff in the coffee breaks and, and breakfast that, um, you know, I don't know, it just works better for me. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. So that kind of gets to, I think, a broader truth there, though. And this is something that we actually talked about as one of our overarching points in terms of um, fostering new relationships versus fostering existing relationships. And I think some of what you got at in that point there is go go to a conference kind of with an intention. Like what 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 is the point of your networking aims there? Uh, what you just described is I'm going. I would like to find some other maybe senior or co equal level uh, collaborators because often that is desirable. Um, I can think of conferences that I have specifically gone to because I've said I need some grad students mm-hmm. and I know they're sure. going to have a big grad student session or whatever. And it's it's a I am going in recruitment mode. And so anyway, I, I'm. I'm realizing as I listen to both of our thoughts, I think I'm also sometimes what you're describing just depends on what I'm going for. But from a listener perspective, maybe that is a good thing to think about in the networking is what what, what are you looking to get out of these networking relationships? Um, I, I think if you go with a purpose in mind, you may have a better chance of, of getting a yeah. fruitful outcome. And, and if you're a student, I mean, just, just be aware that if you want to catch up with a, a faculty that maybe you've read some of their work and you're really interested in what they're doing... Um, you may stand a better chance of actually sitting down and connecting with them during maybe another type of interaction that we're going to talk about, right? Maybe not the the big meals. There might be other opportunities or ways to catch up with them than than trying to sort of piggyback a lunch or piggyback a dinner. Yeah. So on that note, shall we talk happy hour, coffee hour? That seems like ah, yeah, the other. Yeah, sure. There we go. What a good transition. The, the pseudo was, yeah. meal, right? Like it's yeah, not really yeah. a meal, but they have these built into the schedule, right? So for this hour from or half hour from nine thirty to ten a.m., we're gonna have our first coffee hour, and there are gonna be some little cookies and danishes they put out or whatever. And you've got unscripted thirty minutes, right? Some students, I feel like I, I don't know if I did this in all of them, but especially early on when you're nervous about presenting, students are like, oh, good, I can take this time to go look at my PowerPoint. This is really good networking time because that's sort of not long enough that if you really wanted to have the collaborative meeting like you discussed over yep, lunch, yep. the 30 minutes, which really means more like 20 minutes after right, you get a coffee, right. it's not really long enough. Now this is a little more organic sort of flowing around and chatting with whoever's there. This could be a good opportunity for them. Right. I think that's definitely the better place to try to catch up with, you know, someone that you really want to talk to. Right. And that's, that's a time when they'll have, I mean, they're going to be talking to several people, maybe for only a couple minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where you can come in with a really good kind of elevator pitch or a very, very good, um, you know, summary of things that you're working on or something that you could use some assistance with or some advice with and just, you know, get it fairly quickly and, you know, without much competition. If you do that, the elevator pitch, the the sort of the concept that you've got, I feel like though it's helpful to still have a, what am I getting out of this interaction right mm-hmm. now? Like, what is the aim of this? Sometimes I've had interactions, um, 
you know, where I'll, I'll meet with someone and they'll sort of tell me, it's all very I focused. And I don't mean I, mm-hmm. Steve. I mean, I, the, the person I'm speaking, mm-hmm. it's just, I do this, I do this, I do blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, that's, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. What, and? what do we do? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like, where do we go with this? <laughs> and so, so it sometimes it's helpful, I think, to present it in terms of, here's my background. I understand you do this. It sounds like you just got a new NSF project related yeah. to this. Do you have plans for how you're going to do this yet? And what I'm doing is it's, it's almost like, to use an analogy, we're playing tennis, right? And rather mm-hmm. than me just bouncing the ball on my tennis racket and on my side of the court, I'm hitting it over to you and I'm saying, mm-hmm. here's a thought. You wanna you wanna play tennis? You wanna hit this back? We're gonna we're gonna get in sort of a an exchange mm-hmm. of information. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that at least in the abstract, like right now to a listener, they'd be like, Yeah, that's obvious. But maybe it's nerves, no. maybe it's lack of yeah. planning, maybe it's whatever. It's super like I feel like it's very common with sometimes junior faculty, um, and certainly grad students. I feel like that's often a a professional kind of networking skill that's maybe not mm-hmm. considered or taught that I think is really important. Like, wh- why are we exchanging this information yeah. beyond just pleasantries? Yeah, there's a temptation just to blast them with, yeah. you know, you're your very rehearsed elevator pitch. Yeah, so when I'm thinking elevator, I'm thinking like, you know, a couple sentences, but ultimately you have to go somewhere with it. Right. So, so you know, what, why are you telling this to someone? Are you, you know, looking for some advice or on some kind of methodology that you're using? Are you, you know, wanting them to, you know, be in a committee member, external committee member or something? Um, make sure you have a, a reason for that interaction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm ha- again, I'm happy to talk to people that come up and ask me for advice on stuff. It happens all the time. I, I mean, I love doing it. Um, but the faster you can get to the point and we can have a conversation, the better. Yeah. Well, because and, and even if it's someone that's more organic, like let's say I never heard of you and I saw your presentation and we're getting coffee sure. in the next break and it just so happens I'm standing next to you. Like, hey, Professor Franz, saw, saw your presentation. I'm Steve Ayer. We haven't met before. That was interesting stuff you did. And maybe I throw some kind of softball out there. So where are you going next with this? Mm-hmm. Right? That's not a that's not a super tailored tennis move in the mm-hmm. in the analogy I get. Sure. But at least I'm sort of hitting the ball in your court. Do we wanna do we wanna talk? Do you wanna engage with me? I've said I right. paid you a compliment, I like your presentation. At least that's something that we can kind of move from there. Sometimes it's um I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit. Sometimes it's, oh Professor Franz, how are you doing? I saw your presentation in there. Okay. And <laughs> what do we do with it? <laughs> right? Which which can feel a little bit awkward if it doesn't go anywhere. And yeah. so I, I think that's a nice one to kind of I like this analogy. It's tennis, right? So so give them something to work with. And hope hopefully similarly if someone approaches you, right. right, which which maybe even as a grad student, someone might do that. But even there, frequently hopefully they would bring something. They might not. Someone might come up to you and say, uh, you know, grad student when you were a grad student, grad student Brian, um, I saw your poster. I know your advisor. Okay, that's not great, right? That's not yeah, a great opener. Right. But maybe that's where that's where you then at least have the ability to say, "Oh, cool. How do you know my advisor? Would you would you both do yeah. together?" Right? Something where now you you're still helping to spur this forward. Yeah, even though they didn't really, you know, serve you up anything good. Right. You can still uh, hit it back at them, right? Yeah. It just seems like. I don't know, sometimes I think there are stereotypes with engineers not always being the most social. And I think some of the stereotypes are definitely flawed. But I also think there is some truth to that, that maybe we're not always the most kind of outgoing uh, types of individuals there. So you might deal with others who are maybe a little awkward at times, brilliant perhaps, but perhaps awkward. And so that's where, again, thinking of it like this tennis match, of if they're giving you nothing to work with, but you're at least potentially interested in continuing the chat, yeah. Try to serve the ball to them. Get get something going. So I, I will say though, the I have talked to some senior faculty during these kind of events, right? And 
many of them are very comfortable with silence. So <laughs> if you're having a conversation and it just kind of dies, eh, they're they're happy just standing there for you know a minute until they think of something else to say or until you think of something else to say. So don't feel like this has to be this rapid fire back and forth between between you and the person you're talking to you can definitely have some pauses in there sure take a couple sips of your drink and just sort of think about something to ask i mean don't don't feel like you have to be right on the ball all the time Mm -hmm. well and that's yeah that's a good point i mean because because the thing you're getting at there too is also be be present like be that be there in the chat don't don't be thinking about my next three questions while they're answering my first just just be there right and if they if they say something about uh you know, I like what I do. I also love where I am. I mean, fill in the blank state. It's just yep. a really wonderful state. It's really nice to be there. Oh, what do you do in your free time? I didn't plan to go there, but they volunteered a detail yeah. about that. So I'll I'll play tennis with them. That's where they're giving dropping breadcrumbs, right? So so some of that you pick up on if you're if you can be comfortable enough mm-hmm. to to be present. Um, which which may be part of what helps, at least I feel like what helped me is Early on, I think I was worried enough that no one would think I was smart or belonged or I was not adequate to be there. Everyone thinks you're smart. And everyone also thinks like you're not special. Like we're all sufficiently smart at these things. Okay, so it's yeah. it's not impressive. Um, but we're all, similarly, no one thinks, oh, you must be a, a moron or something, right? Everyone's, that's not on other people's minds. Right. And so if you can get yourself out of your own way of they're probably thinking I'm inadequate, I need to look at this, I need to do this, I... If you can get out of your way there and just be present in the discussion, then I think even if there are those pauses like you talked about, you may avoid the awkwardness because the conversation will go wherever it was going to go. And if it doesn't, right, and there really is is nothing there, you can always say, it's been really wonderful. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. I hope we get to stay in touch right. and I'm going to go do whatever. And now you've got your graceful exit and no one no one thinks anything but positive uh, interactions there. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's good, good advice. Let's talk the other of the informal sort of events, which is the the coffee hours and then the happy hours. So these can be, I think, a little bit different, right? So the coffee hours, typically morning and afternoon, I think two a day is usually about what I would expect to see um, at a conference. So there you may have your, you know, cookies out in the morning and chips or soda in the afternoon or coffee or whatever. Um, but then the happy hours happen typically in the evening hours, right? Oftentimes here they've got alcohol being served. They may have entertainment going. Sometimes there's musical, not maybe concerts going on, but you know, a string quartet or you know, some version of that kind of thing. Or they've got some kind of dance ensemble doing an artistic performance, some kind of thing like this. They may have hors d'oeuvres going around. Um, at these, I feel like the uh, structure of it is not way different than the coffee hour in that it's not really a meal. There's sort of organic floating around, but the the people involved may be a little different. It's the end of the day and they're maybe now relaxing or they're having that second drink and they're starting to loosen up a little or whatever. And I feel like this can kind of impact how the interactions go as well. Um, so maybe we can get into some of the things that we've either seen go well or, or not so well um, at these yeah, kinds yeah. of experiences. Uh, some sometimes these are just weird. Yeah, they can. Like, sometimes these are just, <laughs> especially I've found for me, it, it's almost like uh, if if I'm on an evening where I say, oh yeah, I'm not I'm not going to have anything to drink or anything like that, and everyone else around me is like, well, I'll yeah. have I'll have how many tickets? I get three free tickets. Well, we're going to use every drink ticket or whatever. That can it can be a little uncomfortable at times. Yeah, it's it's weird, and and different people you know treat it 
very differently. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've been with some like who, as you say, you know, don't drink anything, and they're they're very, you know, very formal the whole time. Um, and then, God, I've been with some folks, some international, some people from the UK. Man, I don't know. <laughs> they 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 use every tickets, and they're asking for yours. And uh, yeah, and then it it gets very non-academic very quickly right and you you just kind of get to know people for who they are um and and not their sort of academic persona which is what you would normally see during a presentation and maybe who you would normally interact with um you know at lunch um so it, it feels definitely more um relaxed much more open that's not to say that you know you as a graduate student should do that um, I, I don't think that, cause remember you're still trying, these are still people that you may be looking for a job from. They're still people that you, um, you know, you should maintain some degree of professionalism, even if the people around you aren't, in my yeah. opinion. I, f- I feel like that's a, that's a tricky one because I think you're right, but I think in certain circles where that becomes part of the socializing, if you would normally participate. You don't have a, a, let's say, religious reason or some kind of reason why you absolutely wouldn't. And you're just doing it at the appearance of looking more formal. I think that can also, it can it can be received differently. So I think it's one of those that you should just be aware of the differences that exist. And again, go in with intention at these events and kind of pick what is what is the impression you are are looking to make and to receive from others uh, based on kind of what you're looking to gain, right? Like I, I think um, one of the strategies I often do is I'll try to enter these conversations at kind of a middle ground of where wherever it is I'm going to go in formal but you know not not uh, too formal, right? And I'm going to react to what what sort of breadcrumbs they drop. Where is this going? Where are they at? And then I can decide either I'm going to mirror and I'm going to go with them, or oh, this isn't a spot that I'm not comfortable with. I'm going to we're going to break the conversation. I'll, I'll I'll see you all tomorrow when yeah. we haven't had three drink tickets or whatever. Um, and I bring this up because I think that's a time where you will see a broader range of reactions. The happy hour I'm talking about than a coffee hour or something like that. Um, and I think some sometimes if you open up uh, the conversation with, hey, how are you all doing? Right. I said, you know, something that's a little slightly casual, a little more casual than I might mm-hmm. open at a formalized mm-hmm. presentation. How are you all doing? But it's also not as uh, casual as what's up, fellas, you know, or something like that. That's, right. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty casual thing. And then see what they respond with. If they say something like, hey, it's the big technology guru. Come on over here. Let's chat. Let's chat technology. Okay. That's a form of, 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 uh, of right. re- re- reception from them. Right. Or they say, oh, right. I saw your presentation earlier today. You're doing a thing with uh, this technology. Is that right? Okay. That's a different, but now one's yeah, way more no. formal, but I'm using those cues to figure out where I go and in, in my reaction. Yeah. I'm thinking more of, okay, you've got a, a group of, of faculty who are, now very very casual yeah um and you as a graduate student considering a job or are going to be maybe on the job market in a year or two come into that yeah i don't know that i would recommend that you mirror that same level of probably not kind of casualness with that group and that's where i mean you sort of maintain a little bit of professionalism you always want to maybe be a little bit more professional than they are Yes. Uh, behaving in the sense that that can never do you wrong. If you steep drop below them and 
you're very, very unprofessional and, and there, then I think that looks badly on you. But if you can stay just a little bit above where the group is that you're talking to, I think you'll be better off. Yeah. I'm with you there a hundred percent. What I like about that though, too, is I think there, there can be value. I'm not saying necessarily on the drinking piece, but in terms of the casual nature, um, if they start talking about college football and, and whose schools are beating, beating whom and that kind of thing, I think it's okay if you if you know anything about the sport to engage at that. Right now, they've sure. introduced that's an okay area to talk. And if you if you happen to mention a subtle subtle jab at you know my team uh, where I did grad school, we're doing pretty good this year. Or whatever you know, that's funny. Uh, yeah. that kind of thing. They're now introducing that's acceptable. But what I like about what you're saying there is be conscientious if they start getting into areas about politics or religion or uh, like government policy. I guess that's, that's politics in a sense or some some kind of new thing that could get very divisive very quickly. That's a great one to kind of be an observer of the conversation more than a participant into that into that territory where you could say something and potentially speak in a way that gets you're no longer going to be and they're not going to be interested right. in you for that position. And it may be a reasonable thing, but they may be unreasonable. So it, it may still not fly. So yeah, try to maintain some little bit level of distance if it strays into something that is potentially controversial or something that's a little bit too casual for this type of venue. The other thing I've seen that will come up at these that I feel like this is kind of related to where we're going. It's not casual in the sense of off work topics, Mm -hmm. but it's casual in the sense of work topics, but speaking in a very biased way. Like Mm -hmm. I will sometimes hear at these happy hours, people talk about, can you believe the way NSF or fill it, whatever funding agency reviews these things? Here's why it's ridiculous. And it'll be just this, this tirade probably based on someone didn't get something funded yeah, whatever something. Yeah. right about how terrible something is and even there you might want to be a little careful in how much you sympathize with the individuals now if you you know agree there are ways of being like yeah i get it you know but it's it's what we got to work with or whatever that you can you can drop in your subtle okay i, I hear you i kind of am validating what you say without participating you may not know who is in your circle talking yep. or who is yep. right beside your circle. Yep. And especially at the happy hours when by the third drink, your volume starts to get yeah. a little bit louder, yeah. right? Talking about fill in the blank journal being a joke or whatever, you know, potentially controversial thing they're saying, you you might be uh, co-signing on an argument that will get your papers now rejected because the editor's right there or the program officer's right there or the dean is right there. So be a little cautious in that too. I, I I feel like that goes on kind of a lot, but especially happy hours. Right? Yeah. yeah, people get a little bit more uh, more comfortable, you know, airing grievances, yeah. you know, over happy hour, which could be, oh, they got a paper rejected and now they hate this journal and the review process sucks and the, you know, editor doesn't know what he's doing. And they're going off. They would never say any of this like at the actual conference, right? But yeah. You know, after after a few beers, after after the you know later at night, maybe they come out and say that. Yeah, you you don't want to be attached to that kind of a statement at any way. You know, early in your career. I mean, if it's different, if it's like one on one and you guys are somewhere, and maybe mm-hmm. you felt the same thing. But like this is, if you're just coming into something and you don't, you're not really experienced with it, and you don't really have an opinion, don't. <laughs> Don't jump in and chime in and agree to anything. You say, well, oh, I've never, I haven't seen that. And sometimes this will be even more personal, right? Probably not to you, but it could it could be about other grad students the person's worked mm-hmm. with or other faculty they've collaborated with and things that haven't gone well. And it becomes now a, oh, this is, you're, you're telling me some inside 
dirt yeah. on someone that I don't necessarily need to, at least this, maybe I'm putting in my own opinion, but I'm kind of of the mindset of I'd rather not know in a lot of cases for, for right. who well, said what behind your back. I just feel like that doesn't end well for any of us. And so right. I, if we can't talk about it while the other person's here, this is feels kind of gossipy and backstabby. Yeah. And so some of that yeah. stuff, I'll often try to be like, you know, I, I everyone's got different experiences. I, 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 I certainly feel bad that you went through that, but, but I've had really good experiences with them or whatever, yeah. you know, and try to write to, to, use it as my subtle we're going to break this topic now because i am not comfortable with where this is yeah because you don't know any of the context behind it you're hearing one side of the story and somebody after a few drink like i (laughs) you know i I wouldn't yeah don't get yourself wrapped up in that get out of that conversation quickly i agree similarly i i i the same way that we started some of our discussion today on breakfast it being the first happy hours typically the end of the day so you also where breakfast can be uh how do i get involved in the conversation happy hour can be a good yeah. time to have some strategies for getting out if you find yourself in a situation especially if it's where i am really uncomfortable with the direction of this this dialogue of where they're going or or the way people are acting or anything like that or you know maybe worse yet or equally bad if you find yourself saying i think i use too many of my drink tickets and now i'm (laughs) a little too loose maybe you want to have a couple strategies to break because it's the end of the day right you can kind of make a graceful exit you know i gotta go check some emails this has been wonderful and get out of it like you're probably not going to do yourself any favors um if you're in a spot where you're really uncomfortable staying longer it it probably won't get better as the night progresses and drinks uh drinks continue to accumulate yeah or even just you know even if it's just going late right and it's just right it's not even an awkward conversation it could just be going late and you just want to you know gracefully exit because you you have your presentation tomorrow and you want to actually get some sleep or something you know um you're right leaving can be a little bit tricky you don't want to you know offend anyone with leaving but so here's the question then that I always find to be tricky, and maybe this will even yeah. blend into some of our other sections we were talking about. When you're breaking the conversation, right, mm-hmm. I think it's like 10 times harder if it's you and one other person than yeah. if it's you and, and say, two or more, right? Because if there's at least two or more others there, you'd be like, guys, this was great. I really enjoyed chatting with both. I'm making eye contact with both of them, letting them yeah. know I'm, I'm breaking up with you from this conversation. <laughs> I'm going my own way, but you all can continue yeah. chatting. But if it's one... What do you, how do you break up from the like that can be a little bit strange, right? Yeah, I mean you're gonna you're basically leaving them at the bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe you make an offer. I mean, you say, hey, I'm gonna turn in. You want to walk back to the hotel or something? Maybe you oh, offer to good. take like them that. with you, right? Yeah. Give them a chance to say no. I'm gonna stay and hang around, find another group of people to hang out with, right? Yeah, or at least at least put the offer. I'm gonna head back. Are you going back or are you staying here right yeah. now? You've kind yeah. of opened the door to right. we're we're going. This is this is right. heading you're welcome to come with me so that I don't leave you awkwardly behind, um, or you're welcome to stay and find another party to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, that can feel stranger a little bit for both parties, right? Because then if the other person says, "Well, I'm staying," well, then they're back to the the one who's searching around for others there. Right. right. Um, but yeah, but that was their choice. I gave that them was their out. Choice. That's right. Yeah. But so maybe the takeaway there, though, is it's not a bad idea to have, you know, some thoughts for for how you would break that conversation. Similar to what we said in the past, it's not the point of being mechanical and having your your script pre-rehearsed, but just be aware of, okay, given the context I'm in, like, what are some of the things that maybe I could could use if I'm trying to to break the, the, you know, the discussion that we've got? So that's just a general rule of thumb that I always have, just so that you know. I always try to be the one to leave. Why is that? Because, you know, I just, I don't want to be like the guy, everyone's left and I'm the guy sitting there. Oh, yeah. 
right? I feel like that is a worse place to be in than, you know, me leaving some people, okay, maybe I left a little bit of fun on the table or left a little bit of discussion on the table there. But um, I, I don't want to overstay and I don't, I don't want to be the last one standing or sitting. Yeah. So um, I'm usually the one leaving. It's like always leaving them wanting a little more. Right, yeah. right. It's, yeah, I think that's a, yeah. I think the other, good I, to have. I don't know that I've ever thought of it this way, that I'm, I'm so purposeful about that. So you're making me think about my own interactions. But, <laughs> but um, I think, though, the other thing that there's a lot of wisdom in what you're saying, and our listeners may have even seen this from their own conversation, you, I think, don't want to be the person that's kind of the hanger on, right? The one right. that just sort of follows that, you know, it's almost like, let's go to the happy hour scene we just talked about. Someone being like, well, this was great. Really enjoyed chatting. Um, I'm going to go grab another drink. Do you mind? And we'll, we'll catch up, you know? And if the other person's like, oh, great, I'll go with you, right? That's that's kind no. of an awkward situation, right? Because someone clearly set up yeah. as I'm punctuating yeah. this as being finished. And they're like, well, it's not finished. I'm still, I can go with you. Ugh. And so that's, if, if try to be observant of that, maybe in others, and see if you can kind of in your own vulnerable honesty be like, have I done that? Have I been that person? Because I try very hard not to be. I'm sure I have at some point. Um, but that's a thing. I don't know that I'm the first to leave, but I'm very conscientious now about I don't want to be sort of a hanger on in the group that's that's just sort of a third wheel being dragged along. Not the first to leave, just not the last one there. Or not the last. Is that what you maybe I misunderstood? Right. It could be, you know, the second one to leave. I see. Come on. You want you wanna you want but then that that the hanger on's gonna go with you. If you're if you're the second oh, to last to right. leave, right? Then then mm-hmm. so you need to be third to last yeah, at least. I you're think. right. Or first. Right? <laughs> okay, you're right. All right, we'll go back to first. All right, I'll revise it. I'll, I'll try that next year. I'll be the first one to leave. I hope our listeners realize that we're sounding like such jerks here. But this, a lot of this, too, is in the same way we said at the beginning. So much of these neuroses are all internal. Like, a lot of people won't externally Like, who thinks about this, this right? right? No one should be thinking about this ever. Like, they should just organically stay however long they feel like staying. And then That's leave right. whenever they feel like leaving. This but is I'm like sitting we- here thinking, I want to be the first one to leave. We're we're externally verbalizing what maybe some people's internal yeah. monologues are doing, sure. but this is this is certainly this is not the kind of thing that I, I uh, would present more publicly elsewhere. It just seems like it's. But watch it! I, I do it. Yeah, no, it totally it happens. It's very uncomfortable, and especially yeah, it, there are certain people that fall into this trap, and when they when they do it, then the the conversation breakup you can't be as subtle because they, they're mm-hmm. missing the subtle cues. If you've got right. someone that keeps following you, they're not getting that this is maybe not uh, mutually desirable to continue the dialogue as you are this way. So it's like you need a more overt thing, you know? Yeah, so hey, you I, walk to the bathroom. That's what you do. Yeah, maybe. Challenge. Okay, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> are you really going to follow me in here? <laughs> That's that's the there you go. option there. I've already thought about that one too. <laughs> so um, why don't we get into some of the even less structured dialogue? We've talked about meals. We've talked about happy hour, coffee hours. Let's talk about all the other kind of hallway interactions. And these are, we're calling them hallway, just sort of the other in passing interactions that are even less planned, that are more organic, that just sort of happen. Right, so this could be the elevator ride on the way down uh, from the room to the the conference floor. You don't know the person in the elevator, but he or she's got a tag that looks identical to your name tag, and you say, "Oh, they must be from the same conference." Do you have the conversation? Do you not? You're waiting at the bus stop. Same, you get the idea. So, um, 
I'll say on my end, like I don't know your decider on do you open or not. I'm usually an eye contact person. So I'll go in and it's sort of a, are we going to exchange eye contact? Like I acknowledge your presence here. And if they're just looking at their phone the whole time, I usually don't, I usually don't say anything. I just, all right, I'm going to go quiet. What do you typically do? Yeah, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Like if I'm standing in a hallway or something, you know, waiting for, um, waiting for someone or, or waiting for a room to open up, uh, one of the conference rooms or something and someone passes me in the, um, you know, in the hall or whatever and, and makes eye contact. And, um, then we do the chin thing, right? So like chin up, I know you chin down. I don't. And then see if they talk to me. <laughs> that is so weird that we do that. You ever think what? About that? <laughs> like I, that's it, one, right? Oh, you're at, you're right. Yeah. hundred percent. But it's just funny because you go to these conferences and you're like, oh, these are a bunch of smart people, right? These are yeah. learned doctors or whatever yeah. I'm, I'm interacting with. But they're also just kind of big, dumb animals. Like we're yeah. sort of both of those that like we're yeah. these, these pack animals that did your chin go up? Oh, we're friends. Or your chin goes down. Okay, he just acknowledges I exist, but he doesn't yeah. trust me yet. <laughs> it's really stupid when you think about like the way we process yeah. these things. But it's, it's totally true. Yeah, so so I will do that when I'm in the the like elevator kind of things. There, mm-hmm. this one though, I I definitely would echo your feedback on this in terms of breaking those conversations if they don't feel like they're begging to continue. If mm-hmm. they do, if it if it really is one of those conversations that's just like magic, and both of you are are amplify in the in the tennis example, mm-hmm. both of you yeah. are amplifying a little more on each return, and the conversation just keeps getting more and more interesting. Okay, fine, keep going. But if it's sort of tennis and it's a lob shot in this analogy, mm-hmm. lob shot followed by a pause, a delayed lob shot back to you of kind of, yeah, this is this is all mildly interesting. Then when you get out of that elevator on the conference floor yeah. or you get out of the bus on the way to the conference or whatever the analogy would be, I usually try to have my, my break point ready. This has been wonderful. Really enjoyed the sharing the ride with you. Best best wishes here. Have a good yeah, day. Yeah, right. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Yeah, Right. And, and give, a, give yeah. a break point because it's sort of like there – I feel like those can be awkward conversations to break because you're just getting there for the day. It's the same thing with breakfast. You haven't yep. kind of formed yep. your new groups for the day yet. And so some of that is just like, how do I, how do I get out of this gracefully? Okay. So what happens? You do your, you do your clear goodbye and then you both end up walking in the same direction towards the, Oh, you can't break walking there. next to each other. Right. that's the word. Right? Yeah. You, so, you need so to drop back, up- right? want something or or right? you need or you need to say that break line at a place right. that's like geographically located maybe not geographic but in the spatially located yeah. where it makes sense that you disperse right. yeah if, if we're talking there's one Wait. hallway that leads to the right. room don't break up at the right. beginning right. break up as you enter the room right and everyone's scattered right. you're gonna be in trouble right it's gonna be awkward yeah. Or you get that's off the elevator true. you do your breakup and then you have to like drop back you got to walk slip check your phone I- let the guy get ahead of you or address it. I mean, I guess you could also say, oh, you know what? I realize we're walking the same way anyway. Well, I get to chat with you a little bit longer, right? Oh, and, now you and, just restarted something. <laughs> well, but you were going to anyway. Uh, like, what yeah. were you going to do? Artificially speed up your walk? No. Yes. I would have hustled. <laughs> I would have walked with purpose. Really? <laughs> down that hallway. <laughs> well, or slowed down. Or I, I, so, yeah. I, yeah, no I joke. I would love to see surveillance video of this, just a, of that awkward, <laughs> this like, flash. hastened, you know, like the hastened walk. Of, it's not yeah. a run. You couldn't yeah, run. No, no, that no. would be, that no, would be no, too much. A, no, that would be, no, no, no. But the hastened walk yeah, of yeah, clearly walk discomfortably fast. Yeah. I feel like I got to dis- gotta create some distance here. Otherwise, <laughs> that's get another bad conversation. <laughs> so let's talk about a slightly different scenario, but a similar kind of thing in that it's that organic, we didn't plan for this 
but there's a conversation that's happening because we're walking at the same cadence down the same hallway. We're in the elevator. How do you handle it with situations where maybe you know the person and maybe you were former colleagues or ex-colleagues and perhaps you sort of don't work together anymore? Do you address the old uh, situations? Are you just cordial but not, um, you know, beyond polite of just nice to see you again and leave it at that? Like, how do you handle those situations? Because I feel like this can also be an awkward thing when there's more of a history there. Yeah, I've never had this happen, but I, you know, I know um, that it happens all the time. Like whether even, you know, new people, new students applying for faculty positions mm-hmm. and say you interview at like three different universities and start to negotiate with a couple, you can only accept one. So right. at some point you got two jilted, you know, universities that you, you know, were, were pretty familiar with and pretty comfortable talking to. And now they see you at a conference working at a different university, the one that you ultimately accepted at you know, what do you do there? Or say you're a senior faculty and or experienced faculty and you move, you change positions, you know, you leave some other faculty, other coworkers behind, uh, and now you probably run into them at the next conference. So I, I've never had to deal with that, but I, I guess if I did, I would, you know, be very professional with it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not sure I would dredge up history and say, hey, remember that time when... Uh, you know, I left, like I wouldn't, that would be really awkward. That would be weird. I, I feel like it's a thing though. Everyone's got to find their style. Cause I like when, you know, when I was doing the faculty hunt years ago, mm-hmm. like it was the kind of thing that you may have interviewed at a couple places mm-hmm. and I only accepted one spot, you know, so I'd still interact with some of the others, but I'll frequently just say, Oh, Hey, how's it going there? I really, really enjoyed it. It was too bad that didn't work out, you know, and I'll kind of mm-hmm. phrase it in a, yeah. I'm not, I'm not hiding from the fact that I said no, or, or, or they said no yeah, to me yeah, or whatever the, the, but, but also don't, I don't know. It seems like it's also awkward to pretend it doesn't exist, especially right. going back to the, the hustle down the hallway. If it's yeah. a long hallway and you've got yeah. 60 seconds of interaction, yeah, I feel like you, you need to there either stop or if there's no place to stop, then, then I just address it, you know, yeah. in, in a manner that doesn't dredge up. Why, you guys made a really stupid decision of not giving me an offer. I can't believe you, whatever, you know, like maybe don't right. do that. But, but uh, it was really unfortunate. You, have, you guys have a great program. You know, the compliments yeah. I think are usually a safe bet. People like to be told they're doing good stuff. That's a good point. So if it's a, a place that maybe didn't offer you, it didn't make you an offer or something, ask them how, how it's going. You know, who, yeah. who'd you end up hiring? And, you know, Maybe you know them, maybe you don't. But and and even if you do know them, or regardless, and you don't think they were anyone. as qualified as you, don't say like that's not going to no, read. No, don't well, say that, right? So no, so that's just, one of those you keep that close to the vest, and you say, oh, yeah, you hired him. He's great. He's he's he does really good. So yeah, he's going to yeah. going to be a good fit there. Even if yeah. that's maybe not a hundred percent the way you feel, it's not going to read well for you to say, well, I do that. I would have done that even better. You know, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't hey, you don't know. You think you do, but yeah. you know they made the choice, so respect it and. You know, move on. Yeah. I've got one more. Okay. This one is uh, less comfortable. It's happened to me. I think it's happened to a lot of us, but it's more awkward. Get in the elevator. Someone walks into the conference and they look at you. They make eye contact. You say, oh, how, how are you doing? I'm Steve. So nice to meet you. And they say, yeah, we've met. Have you ever had that one happen? <laughs> just like, oh, God. Because we're, we're just so we're clear and painting a picture in case anyone hasn't done a bunch of conference travel. A lot of our conferences will have three, four, five hundred people there. Some, I've been to some conferences that are yeah. thousands or tens of thousands of people. Like there's one for a big software vendor that's in the ten thousands. Uh, point being, we're interacting with a lot of people. Many of them were interacting for 
five minutes or less, right? Or or yeah. one meal or one a, a, a sort of finite small event. And so you may forget someone or they may forget you. You might be oh, the other person who walk easy. in and, Professor yeah. Zonzo, so great to see you. And they say, who are you? Have we met? Right? Yeah. yeah, we met for three times in the past. You don't, we did that workshop together. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you have those kind of moments. So first of all, have you had this happen? Um, I've had it happen primarily with uh, students. Yeah. Um, who, you know, have introduced themselves to me. And you know, it's, again, it's a quick interaction um, from a previous conference. We're maybe talking a couple minutes. And, you know, that happens to me 30 times or something at a conference. And, you know, to them, it's very memorable. To me, it's like a Tuesday. So, like, I, I and I'm not saying that, like, oh, I'm so important. It's, it's just the same thing with my students, you know, in class, right? I could have 100 students. It's harder for me to get to know all 100 students than it is for them to get to know one faculty, mm-hmm. right? So it it's just the numbers and the way that it works out. And, you know, I don't fault anyone anymore when they say, you know, they don't oh, yeah. remember me or, or what, I mean, because it's just, again, there's so many faces that you're exposed to. There's so many people. Um, an interaction for you that was memorable may not have been memorable to them. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's natural. So just try not to take it personally. Well, and in the spirit of being, you know, a little humble with it that's i'm still that person too like i'm also the one who gets forgotten right it's not that uncommon for me to go somewhere and be like oh hi so and so you know how's it going right and i open with that casual chin up kind of we know each other dialogue and they very chin down not of oh hello you know i'll look at you know the name steven (laughs) which is fine (laughs) and i this is i want to be clear i'm not saying this in any kind of a judgy i think it's I have zero concerns. I'm just saying it to say we're all in the same muddy mix of sometimes you're the rememberer, sometimes you're the forgetter, whatever. Yeah. Like it, it is just an awkward thing though that whenever it happens, it's just like oh that one's weird, or or worse yet, if they see you know two people that maybe are from the same university or have sort of a similar look or a similar research or whatever, and I flip names and I call yeah. you Tom, not Brian or whatever. Um, you know those kind of things can kind of be awkward if they happen. Yeah, but again, I just, at this point, I mean, okay, if it happens once, right? I mean, I'm like, okay, whatever, this is, this is fine. Just roll with this, it. this is fine. I'll correct them and, and move on or share with them, you know, when we first met and maybe why it was memorable to me or whatever. And we'll have a little laugh about it and, and, and move on. If it starts happening like four times, I mean, I'm like, at that point, though, what do you do? What if it's like the fourth time this has happened? I think you got to correct. I think, yeah, right? I think you have to correct, but let the per- if you're the one they forgot you, but let them know you don't care, right? Like right. I think, which by the way you shouldn't, because you're gonna, right. but because if you're a student, you're going to forget someone else at some point, and it's you didn't do it maliciously the same way they didn't do it maliciously. Like we're all, we're all figuring out a bunch of names, but but I think that's sort of you, you have to address it. You can't keep going on, right? I think if it I've never had once, that happen, as you say, yeah. I would I yeah. would skip through it. Who cares? Right. Um, but yeah, I think if it happened more, I would. I would address it. I'd be like, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not Tom, it's Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even look like a Tom. What, where did you, where would that even come from? Well, I don't know. Just some, I don't know. Tom, what the hell? Maybe a James. So, you know, a good strategy then. I, this, this is maybe a suggestion I can provide based on my own failures at this and my own times where I have not been good at remembering names that I find to be helpful. Um, I will frequently at conferences or before conferences go through my LinkedIn. I happen to do LinkedIn um, and I'll go through the names almost like flashcards. 
and it'll help me to go through. Um, I won't say after a certain level of, you know, however many hundred names, I won't remember all of them, but at least in terms of if I do the glance at the name tag, it's not a new name that I've never heard. It's mm. just, it's a linking of, oh, right, yeah, we know each other. I know you. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met uh, three years ago, at, and the story or the whatever comes back mm. so much easier after I've had that quick recall scroll through the, the LinkedIn list. Mm. Um, I didn't do that initially. I think that's something that's been kind of a good practice to pick mm. up because it's easy to forget names, and you can kind of feel foolish or, or maybe um i don't know like you're you're big timing the person if you don't know their name and so it's kind of an easy thing to do i think now hmm. yeah that's clever i am not that prepared <laughs> for conferences most times and usually right after I'll, I'll, similarly mm-hmm. when i get business cards almost immediately you. after a conference i go add them to my my linkedin um and I, i'm not saying how others should use linkedin i generally try to use linkedin of only people that i've either met or have some kind of I know of through professional associations. I know some people will just blanket invite everyone and that's potentially mm. okay. But if you do it, then my flashcard strategy gets a little muddier because you've got five times the number of people because you don't really know most of these people. They're just you know mm. v- vaguely related to what you do. So Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to be a little stricter with, with LinkedIn in terms of yeah. I, I usually only add people if I have some kind of you know working relationship where they're a student or, or something of mine. I tend to not just add anyone. Yeah. Hmm. On, on that note, will you add me to your network? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. I, that's there's that's a lot right. of invites that are just sitting there. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't check it that frequently. So I don't know. If you're in that list, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Well, this I, might, is I might say yes. I don't know. Maybe not. This is now. This is now where I have to drop in my "we're breaking up" conversation. Right? This has been fun. I've it's enjoyed fine. this chat. Is there anything else you've got on your side before I've we? I've got uh, other things to do. It's fine. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I accept your breakup, <laughs> and I, I feel no ill will towards you. Well, this is fun. I hope the listeners <laughs> have as much. I, I actually really enjoyed this one. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, as always, it's great to have you here. Hopefully, you got something out of this, or uh, maybe got a laugh, or uh, a feeling of you're not alone when it's awkward. So we will catch you on the next episode of Prophecy. Ever.